What you need to know is that B-Real's in the studio, and he's coming up in a second here. But what you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lindsay, what do you got here real quick? All right, really quick. Congratulations are in order for Michael B. Jordan, who on Wednesday received uh, one of the highest honors in show business, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The ceremony comes during a busy time for him as his directorial debut, yeah, Creed. Creed 3. Yeah, it opens in theaters this weekend, and a lot of people are loving it already. Of course, Jordan is most famous for acting in Creed, Black Panther, and for being Laura's celeb crush. Yeah. You, you know that, Laura, you know this, right? He used to live right across the street. I know. I heard he used to run yeah. without his shirt off. Damn it. <laughs> when Michael B. Jordan, when he was a young actor, used to be used to live right in one of those buildings right across the street from Staples Center, and, or Crypto Now, but back then it was Staples Center. And yeah, he was all always around and uh that was God the first time me. i saw him was when he came over to do <laughs> i think he came over to do sports nation when we had that show with beetle and all them and marcellus and all them uh over there and uh he was in there recently because they were filming you know they do those espn commercials for for creed like the promos mm-hmm. and uh so he was doing that with neil and stan the other day so it uh, shout out to him i can't wait to watch the movie like i'm a big rocky creed guy so i'm 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 there for sure when i'm when when it comes out this weekend so that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. So in the house, we have legend. A legend. Be Look real. Southgate him. in the house. Well, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for coming in, man. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. So I got a number of things I want to talk to you about. Like, obviously, you're doing this collaboration with LAFC again, and that's yeah. awesome, and, and we love it. And our guy Mario here, and no yeah. one... Yeah. No one is bigger on the LAFC than this man right you know, here. LAFC. He is he is blood, sweat, and tears with the LAFC. Cap, so. where you at? If I'm in studio, I'm expecting to see you, my man. I'm not around that often. Where you well, at? I know. And, and you know what happened today, Mario? Um, George and I practiced pickleball earlier today, and then we I did. had to go back to South South LA. You got hurt. No, 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 no. Okay, no. okay, good, good. Just good. like, just like your new hit, the the new joint that you dropped, living it up. Yep. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. I, I got my daughter's first track meet tonight. I can't miss that. Yeah, exactly. He's got to be there. Feel valid, me? valid. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Doubt. for sure, for sure. So I got a lot of stuff we want to talk to you about, but let me start with something that I I didn't realize until we were we were told that you were going to be in here because I was like, oh, let me see what else you know I can dig up on Be Real that I didn't know whatever. Obviously, I followed you guys, Cypress Hill. You know, when I was growing up, was like the group right like we wanted to we listen to all your music sometimes on the down low because yeah. uh, you know mom and pops didn't want us to listen True that. Low key. Um, Low but, key. <laughs> but but i didn't know that mellow man ace yep. was an original member of the group yeah i mean um it the movement started on cypress avenue which was the street that uh send dog and, and mellow and their family lived in southgate right and we sort of all congregated there you know on the front porch many a night um, and that's where we all hung out and we're, you know, sort of um, trying to get a strategy on on what we were going to do with with our lives in terms of uh, the rap music and stuff like that. Right. And yeah, it all started there. He was he was one of us. He actually was uh, one of the first ones who showed me how to write a song. I was into poetry loosely. And so I would write and he noticed that. And I noticed that uh, he was going in from being a b-boy like breaking and stuff like that yeah. onto the mic now right um because some people transition like that you know sometimes you went from b-boy to you know turntablist or right or you got on the mic or you you know did the graffiti on the wall he went from uh break dancing onto the mic and i went from popping onto the mic okay and, and he sort of uh he you know he showed me how to, the structure of how you write a rap 
to how to transform a poem into a rap to make it lock on beats. So, you know, he was the first one to actually I, get me in. I mean, listen, if I, I'm going to tell you, I, I had a lot of, I had, I, I definitely bought the single of Mentirosa, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, when I was right. a little kid growing up. Because first of all, I'm Cuban. I know you're half Cuban yes. too. So yes, there were not a lot of people like us no. making that, making music, period, in English. So yeah. the fact that there was anybody, I was drawn to them immediately. And that also led me to you guys. Yeah, he kicked in the door for, you know, a lot of Latinos, him and Kid Frost. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, once we came out, a lot of people didn't even know that Send Dog is was his older brother. You know what I mean? I did they, not know they, that. They yeah, did, they didn't know that. Yeah. for a long time, we just right. we never really talked about the connection. He did his thing, right. we did ours, and they were you know sort of separate styles of hip hop. Sure, uh, uh, from what you know, the differences of what he did and what we did. So no one made the connections until you know they would see us out somewhere, and he was hanging with us, or we took him on tour with <laughs> yeah. us, and and hung out or you know someone dug the information out hey you know this is it true your younger brother is a mellow man ace and send dog of course yeah. yeah so you know we all had the same dreams you know fortunately you know like the hip-hop um seed that was planted within us from run dmc you know right. it was something that we could all see ourselves doing and we did it for fun for a long time until mellow got in the door he got in the door first with uh, delicious vinyl and then eventually Capitol Records, and then we eventually get in through um, Rough House Sony. Um, but yeah, him and DJ Muggs were the first two that got in from our squad. Hey B, when you um, can I say B or yeah, should I say Mr. Real? No, he's <laughs> okay. So so when when you guys are kids and it's the late eighties and it's the early nineties, you just mentioned Run DMC, right? And you know they had two guys plus Jam Master J, so there were multiple voices. Yeah. Like when you guys were sitting around, who else other than Run DMC were you talking about? And how did you guys think to yourselves, well, we're going to get into that? Well, you know, we listened to all sorts of, of, of hip hop. I mean, from the solo artist to like Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, Cool G Rap, and of course LL Cool J. Um, but we, you know, there was, there was something special about a group to us. So like guys like... Um, Run DMC, obviously. The Beastie Boys were huge yeah. to us. Mm -hmm. EPMD, Houdini, and uh, groups like that, they were huge influence on us. And most importantly, you know, Public Enemy. They were, like, yeah. huge to us. And, and uh, they were sort of the, you know, like, Run DMC was the initial influence, but Public Enemy was, like, everything to us and and also you know i have to mention de la soul and rest in peace mm -hmm. dave because yeah. they were big to us too we were like we we heard something that they were doing that was different than anybody else in terms of what the east coast hip-hop sound was was putting out and uh you know that that's sort of where we got our role from you know everything had to be distinct and have a sound so you know from those groups i mentioned you know they all had a sound when it came on you knew exactly who it was and you know from there that's how we developed our our sound we're like we got to have our own sound. oh immediately yeah. the whenever whatever record came on like you knew it was you guys for sure well, every we, single we time tried there to, it is right there tried to make it that way yeah you know? no but you know what though but you hear i do i hear influence from run dmc yeah. right from beastie boys yeah. yeah you know i i that's why i was so curious to hear they were you know, what you're going to say about that yeah they were huge to us you know and uh Fortunately, we got to collaborate with the Beastie Boys at some point. They asked us to be on a remix um, 
uh, to So What You Want, and that was like big for us because we were the biggest Beastie Boy fans. And uh, we unfortunately, we never got to collaborate with Run DMC or nothing like that. But I mean, they were always someone that they were always a group that we looked at as the pioneers. If it wasn't for them, none of us are able to get in the way we got in, in terms of success and in terms of people being open to hip hop because they opened it up. Really, you know, it existed before them and groups were on the radio and and getting radio play and and some notoriety but they they blasted the doors open so and like the first thing that I ever heard that flipped me you know cuz I I was a metal fan in the beginning I I mean I listened to everything growing up in LA you know I had brother a lot of brothers and sisters and they all listened to different stuff you know like KRLA with the old school right the the doo-wop you know, yeah. old, you know, old soul, old funk, and all that stuff. And my mother was into the the salsa music. Yeah. She came from Cuba and all that stuff. And so the fair share of Celia Cruz, yeah. Gran Cambo, and, and 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 all them. And uh, she liked also like the Beatles and what we consider classic rock now. Yeah. And my father, he liked the doo wop stuff and 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 things like that. So I grew up to a lot of different things, but. The main thing that I was listening to when I was hanging out with my cousins or friends, I was listening to metal, you know, like Ozzy, what? Ozzy Osbourne, Blacks, uh, uh, before Black, before I knew what Black Sabbath was, yeah, because this is when he's already doing his solo stuff. Uh, Rush, ACDC, ACDC in the eighties, yeah, um, man, yeah, all that Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to all that, and, yeah, and uh, now Van Halen. I'm gonna ask you a question because this is a debate we have all the time. Yes. David Lee Roth David or Lee Sammy Roth. Hagar? David Lee Roth. That that's my man. See? Now I'll say this. That's not to say that. No, it's not to say that Sammy Hagar was bad. Yeah, he wasn't bad. No, he was good. Because they they sold more records under Hagar. Right. It's just the vibe. Yeah. Was different. See, Cappy. Yeah, I know. But be real. What happened to me was I went to see um, <laughs> David Lee Roth when he got reunited with Van Halen. Oh yeah. And, oh, and it wasn't. And, good. and he forgot the words to Panama. <laughs> And started screaming at everybody on stage. And he's like, you guys should be lucky. I even remember these words. It's been 20 years. I'm like, David Lee, bro, first of all, it's just Panama. That's number one. Secondly, you look like Barry Manilow all of a sudden. What happened? You are not wrong there. And you know what? He was pulling the same deal back when he he was in his 20s. Because back then, he was was partying too hard to remember the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. I I got a chance to see them when they came to, um, when it was Staples Center. Yeah. Um, They, you know, they they threw the first reunion tour there where Wolfgang was playing bass. Yeah, I saw that. And that was a pretty good show. I I was pleasantly surprised that he could sing the notes. (laughs) Yeah. um, Close because yeah. I, you know, we've we've heard some of the stuff yeah. out there. Yeah. It was like, whoa, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now, now let me ask you for you guys, all right? You know, you guys are on the scene, right? Uh, Insane in the brain is blowing up, right? It's getting all the radio play. Everyone's hearing it. Kids are loving it. Parents probably not so much, but kids are loving it. But that's when you know you got something when the kids love it and the parents don't. Right. That's generally the way of music. That is okay. What is the first? big moment in your brain with you guys no pun intended where you're like oh we have we have arrived um (laughs) as funny as this is gonna sound um before anybody knew who we were right you know there was a go-to mall we would go to it was montebello town center right (laughs) (laughs) who knows why yeah but we go there yeah no one knew who the hell we were back then you know (laughs) so 
from one from one year to the next after insane is out there and now it's blown up right we try to go back to that mall and you know we're not even thinking like we're just we're we're not where you always went yeah yeah and we get in there and a swell of people start coming at us like oh my god it's cypress hill here and We end up getting kicked out of the mall because, you know, we're causing a commotion. There's like 300 people trying to get autographs and, you know, like going crazy for us. And that's something we had never experienced. And and that's when I knew I'm like, oh, it's different now. Yeah. Just uh, just a great idea just came to me right now. Be real. You know what we should do? We should get you to perform a number at the Mandy's 2 this upcoming year, which is our big award show. Oh, boy. So here's the deal. We do an award show to celebrate ourselves, which is kind of like, well, it's no different than Hollywood in a lot of ways. I guess it's the way we look. But we decided to do it ourselves, too. And it actually was a surprising success. Like, we didn't know what the hell we were getting into. (laughs) It was a success because you guys won all the trophies. That's why. Well, (laughs) our show did win a lot of them. Our show did win a lot of them. But it's because we get, because we have... People like you, who are uh, friends of the show, bringing people like Be Real to the right, show. Right. What's wrong with celebrating yourself? Yeah. No, right. no, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I think it's funny that we do that. But it's, it, you're right. It's no but come on, George. What an idea, right? To have Be Real, like perform a number yeah, at the Mandy's? I, I feel like no, and, and I'm not, I don't want to, see, this is the thing about, you'll learn about Cap. He loves to impose himself on everyone and then make you and impose on you in this scenario. So now, be real. It would be great if you did that, but we'd understand if you've got other things going on. When are the Mandy's? Dude, dude, last year it was in Montebello. Are you kidding? It was in Montebello. We did it at QC. Oh, my God. We did it at QC. (laughs) I quite can't. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right. Yeah, yeah. I might have to. We're going to Commerce this time. We're going to the casino there in Commerce. Right. Yeah. My, we'll send my, a car for you, dude. My aunt used to work there back in the day. My aunt used, one of my aunts used to work there back in the day. At QC? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, QC No, was, no, no, at the, oh, at the, at the Commerce Casino. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so, anyway, we can we can get your... Uh, we'll send out your invite. How about that? Right on. We'll, that we'll works. That, that we'll, works. We'll send out an invite for you. Um, so, right, you go to the mall, and then when you guys start, like, all of a sudden getting, like, recognized, not not locally anymore, but now all of a sudden you're getting the national fame, right? The writing about you, like the Rolling Stones, this, that, and the other. Like, you're changing the game in a lot of ways um, in regards to the way music is being produced and, and being put out there. Like, at what point did you guys get people that you started to maybe mentor a little bit or people that were coming up to you say, hey, you were the influence for me. Who were those people? Uh, wow. Um one of them that I remember specifically, most specifically, was Method Man. Oh, wow. Yeah, I ran into him at a club in New York before like they came on, and uh, he stopped me and, and said something to that effect, like, hey, man, you influenced us and, and this, that, and the other. And I, I st- sat there chopping it up with him, and we sort of lost track of time. I didn't know who he was at the time yet, you know? Apparently, they were just coming up. Right. And... Uh, you know, years later, he was like, hey, man, I don't know if you remember this, but we were at the Tunnel, and which was a, a like one of the legendary hip-hop clubs in New York. And, you know, I stopped you. I didn't think you were going to stop. I thought you were going to keep on going, and we ended up having a conversation. I thought that was everything. And, you know, I, I was like, all right, man, cool. You know, like, because Chuck D did the same thing for me at a club here once you know growing up in LA a lot of us from certain places we don't approach celebrities because we know sometimes they could be very much not pleasant yeah and we might have to beat somebody up <laughs> yeah you don't want to beat up Chuck D <laughs> right and and so you know we were always very hesitant to approach we'd 
be like admire from far, but this was Chuck D. Right. And he didn't have his hat on and he didn't have the S1W's and Flav wasn't around. He was totally by himself. And we rolled up on him and we're like, hey, Chuck, man, we love you guys. We love what you do, man. And we just wanted to come over and say what's up and, you know, just keep killing it. And, you know, we're, we're doing our thing. Hopefully one day we'll be up there with you. And he was like, hey, man, you keep doing what you're doing, you know, put the work in. And maybe one day you will be, you know, doing what we do, man. And thank you for the love. And I always thought that was cool. So, you know, from that point on, I told one of my boys, man, that Chuck is one of the coolest mofos ever. If right. I ever get on, that's how I'm going to be with my people. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, cool. I, I carried that torch. And, I, and what's funny is that um, I, we had years later, fast forward to, let's just say, when we did um, Smoking Grooves tour and Public Enemy and Cypress Hill are on this tour together. Yeah. For the first time we're touring with them. Um, and we had um, what is known now as a meet and greet booth. But back then we we would just go and sign autographs, be with our fans, do the pictures and and all that for nothing. This was just us like yeah. finding a way to connect Paying with back our fans. to your yeah. grassroots, yeah. by yeah, the way. They didn't yeah. have to buy nothing. Right, right. We were just there, you know, shaking hands taking pictures and no other bands were doing this um backstage or or out there in the crowd because we put we put our our booth out in the crowd right and uh we had no security we just went out there and we invited chuck right like hey chuck if you want to come out and be with the fans and he goes what, what are you guys doing i'm like well you know we're just sitting we're just spending time with the fans before we go on stage he goes really so we bring him to the booth and, you know, he sees a line of like two, three hundred kids and he goes like, wow, you guys are doing this. What made you think of this? I said it was the five minutes you gave me wow. cool. at the penthouse lounge in yeah. L.A. And then he proceeds to tell me, hey, look, an older artist told me the five minutes you give your fans is something they remember forever, whether it's a positive moment or a negative moment. And it's that five minutes you give. And that the five-minute rule has always been with me. And I passed that on to meth. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that's the most notable one that, that I could remember is when Method Man told me because it came all the way from Chuck. Right. And who knows where he got it from. He yeah. never told me. But, yeah. you know, that, that's I, I stay with that because our fans build us up. They're everything. So we got to be able to spend that time with them. That's cool, man. That is really cool. That is super cool. All right, so can I... Ask the question, which, you know, Mario's in. Uh, the LAFC is getting ready to kick off, right? So how did this all happen? How did you get involved with the organization? Um, I mean, they knew I was a fan, I guess. And uh, the, the problem was I was never able to go to games because we were always on, out on tour. Right. And, you know, with the way that everything had played out in those last couple of years, we, we didn't really have any touring plans because, you know, things were still not fully back yet right but when the games came you know we 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 had open schedules and you know they asked me to come down to a game a game after they asked me for a song they asked me if i would do a song for them and i was like oh hell yeah yeah team la let's go yeah <laughs> and so dj flick sent me the track and he had kid ink on it and it was an easy snap and the, the beat to me was was tight there kid it is ink, right there yep. yes Kidding killed it, so I was like, you know what? This is an easy plug-in, and I love the team. I was born and raised here in LA, so it's it's easy. Let's go. And so, once once I did the song, 
they started inviting me to the games. They're like, hey, would you want to come see the game? And the first game I went to, I, 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 I sat there, um, you know, on in the front row or what, what do they it's call like celebrity it? Row yeah, yeah. Celebrity yeah, row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right there on the pitch. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I was right there by the pitch. And, and um, I was like, wow, this is awesome because I seen the whole stadium is just filled. It's with, crazy. It's crazy. And, 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 and I underestimated that because I hadn't been to any of the games. Right. You know, this was my first one and seeing it filled to the rim. And then the most eye-opening part is the 3252 section. The supporter section, section is yes, insane, too. Was the yeah. most insane section. Like, I've been to, to, to every sports game here played in Los Angeles. Yeah. All of them, right? There was no vibe quite like that one. Yep. And so I said, the next game I come to, I want to go up there. Yeah. And so they took me up there. And the drum, the thirty-two fifty-two drum line allowed me to play drums with them. Oh, nice! Because I play percussions. Right. And uh, when I finished, I was like, they won the game. Yeah. Right. We we're like, yeah, we we're feeling the vibe because yeah. we were creating the vibe with the with the drums and all that stuff. And then they kill it. They they, in every game I came to after that, I played drums and I brought in our one of our my, my bandmates from Cypress Hill, Eric Bobo, who is our drummer and percussion player brought him up there and we became a part of the 3252 section they embraced us with open arms and that's where we watched the game we don't even watch we're drumming yeah with nice. them we're watching and drumming i should say right and well soccer allows for that you can yes. you can keep an eye on that yes. while still doing your thing it's yeah. the most yeah. awesome vibe man yeah. you know getting to support the team and be there and and help create the vibe um what do you it, got? Like one snare? You got three tom toms? What kind of drums are we talking? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a row of you know like kick drums, a, a row of snares, a yeah. row of toms, and stuff like that. It's a pretty pretty robust section of of percussions. Um, it, it it gets pretty loud too, man. Oh I, yeah, I remember the first time I went up there. I didn't have my um, my ear my ear pieces, yeah. and my ear was ringing for like a month after <laughs> yeah. that. I was like, no way, next time. Friggin' my ear. But to, a day. to your point, it, it is one of the best atmospheres oh, yeah. I've been to. Like to your point, like I I I grew up in Miami, you know, but yeah. I I've lived here for seven years now, and I've been to all of them. Okay, yeah. and I've been every single arena, every single venue, and that place. I've been there only a couple of times, but mm -hmm. it is always live every single time you're in that building. Listen, uh, you know, I'm a lifelong Lakers fan. And I've I, I went to the championship games with with Kobe and Shaq right. and with uh, Kobe and Gasol and, and Odom and all them and it was Buck you know it was crazy yeah. you know in those championship games but it was in those championship games only where you see this kind of crazy energy right where it's every game yeah LAFC, that section yeah. it's like it's a championship game yeah there's a lot of pride a lot of passion. And I mean, you know, if you're from LA, you you gotta love that. It reminds me of the way that the black hole was when it with was with the Raiders, yeah, old school. Raiders, hey, um, yeah. be real, just real quick. Um, you just used a word that I've not ever heard before, and I will definitely use it. But I just want to make sure I use it properly. So he has how many? You have four children, one in high school, three in college. So he yeah. tries to he tries to pick up the language. That oh, they, so yeah. I screwed up. So I screwed yeah. up today, and yeah. I said high key, and he meant low key, I, but I meant low key, yeah, right? Low key. Okay. Yeah. So you just used a word. Buck. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I, it sounds lit. It sounds dope AF. But tell me how to use buck properly, please. You know, that's like if someone's like getting getting wild, like yeah. getting crazy yeah. or, or on one. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it, it, it's the 
short terminology for the old school term yeah. buck wild. Yeah, yeah. I, there, you I, there you go. I, there you go. I, See, did right, you understand buck. that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now I got it. Okay. I will be we using that immediately. <laughs> immediately, I will be incorporating that high key. So, so that we're not, so that we're not played out. We just say buck now. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Just shorten it up. Just shorten cool. it up. Cappy uh, on the Mandy stage is game buck wild. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I'm going buck. There you go. Just go buck. Now we just played the the song too. So, but there's a new version. It's a revamped version yes, of this song re- for the LAFC. Revamped version yeah. for our Latino peoples out there. Yeah. I flipped the version hey. in Spanish, um, yeah. which which was cool. I mean, you know, yeah. I didn't expect that. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, we <laughs> there's a lot of us out here yeah, in for LA, sure. yeah. so why not? You know, and uh, I, a lot of people ask me to do more Spanish. Um, songs and stuff like that so it, it's it's one of those things where it's 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 kind of a feeling uh a want of some of our fans and at the same time you know it's it's flexing a skill that i have that yeah. i don't flex enough yeah. i guess yeah um but yeah it, it's fun it's challenging because i mean it's it's um english is my first language i was born yeah. here my mother was born in cuba and my father in mexico but i was born here yeah. so but i always you know they always spoke Spanish to me, so yep. I understood it and could speak back. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was in my teens where I would actually had enough confidence to speak Spanish, you know, in front of people. I mean, teens is crazy it's because crazy. I, I'm a grown-ass man. And even mm-hmm. now, like, I mean, I, I, it wasn't until, honestly, I was much older than that where I yeah. felt, like, confident where I could have a real conversation with people. For I, sure. I still have that hang up like yeah. if i have a couple of drinks i could totally have the conversation <laughs> yeah for sure because <laughs> i'm not caring how i how i sound but, <laughs> but when i'm like this yeah. <laughs> oh man i'd be having yeah. anxieties if i say it am yeah. i gonna say it right you don't want to say it right because i mean my my mom or my grandma would be like es un disparate you know what i mean yeah. like you just be like you're talking nonsense you know yeah. so i feel you i get it i dos mio yeah there yeah you go. exactly that's there you go uh be real LAFC is coming soon. The new joint is out. Play Laura, we have it here. There we go. My dude, thank you so much. You are a legend, um, not only in the music industry, but to this community. And we thank you so much for just being in the studio and hanging out with us for a few minutes. Hey, thank you for the invite. And if I am in town, I will run through the Mandy's and, you know, Get buck. Splash a song yeah, and, yeah, get right. buck. and get buck. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I go. hear a collab with Bad Bunny coming in oh. Espanol. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, B. Real. Appreciate you. Right on. Go LAFC. Season right. Lakers. Opener. This Saturday yes, season sir. opener. This Saturday season opener. Uh, all right. Coming up next. What do we got next, Lindsay? Uh, Blake's going to be next. All right. So we're going to do Blake next. We'll do our Dodger segment next. We'll do uh, Big Deal No Deal at the end.